0: Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hello, welcome into this week's episode of Soul Ramblings podcast. Coming up today, got a book review for you once again. Also, we're going to be taking a look. Now, I told you last week that coming up this Sunday, the 19th, I will be filling in and substituting for my good friend Pastor Kim at Emmanuel United Methodist Church in Bradenton, Florida. Got a link to that church's Facebook page in the show notes. I'll be preaching beginning at 9.30 Eastern Time this coming Sunday. You can watch that live on their Facebook page. Also, don't forget, you can also check out my interview on another podcast, It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, where I get interviewed by Dr. Heidi, and we talk about toxic relationships and how religion plays a part of that and spiritual beliefs and spiritual abuse. Great episode. Go by and check that out as well. Link is in the show notes. And this week, as I was preparing for the sermon on Sunday, I am using, actually, the scripture of Psalm 84. And as I was preparing, I actually was working on two different sermons at the same time. And I've got the alternate sermon, if you will. I'm not really going to preach a sermon to you, but I'll go over some of the things I came up with that are not going to be part of the sermon this coming Sunday, just some different ideas that I had on Psalm 84. But before we get to all of that, I wanted to go over another book. I've been reading a lot here lately, and I picked up a copy of a book from 2016, Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. It's his autobiography. And the reason I picked it up is I've always been kind of a big Bruce Springsteen fan, be honest with you, full disclosure here. I've not liked everything he's ever done, but I've always liked him. And so it would be hard for this not to be a fun read for me. I loved the stories of his childhood, of near poverty, Catholicism, Freehold, New Jersey, his family, his awful father. Bruce's ambition from the get-go is fascinating as was his desire for fame. He's very honest and searching in this memoir with 30 years of therapy to grease the wheels, as a matter of fact, and I found him to be quite articulate about his emotional landscape. He also takes a very deep look at depression and getting old. It was thrilling to read about him and how he discussed how he wrote particular albums and how he writes songs. One of the quotes from the book, Toward the End, he says, Writing about yourself is a funny business, but in a project like this, the writer has made one promise, to show the reader his mind. In these pages, I've tried to do this. And the boss certainly delivered on this book. I cannot compliment this book enough. Springsteen writes his autobiography like he writes his music, with an honest voice and in the most beautifully stunning way. He has a way with words. They reach inside you and open you up, heart and soul. Reading about how he made it to the top is very inspiring. A man who came from nothing and would not stop until he had everything. All in a bid to achieve that elusive American dream. But what happens when you achieve that American dream? How does your music and style of writing change? How do you relate to the life you used to have and the dreams you used to strive for? all of that is covered in this book he tells about his father's battles with mental health before exploring the dark looming cloud hanging over him he himself had inherited the susceptibility to depression and talks about it in a very open and honest way in a way that only springsteen could one of my major takeaways from this book is that bruce springsteen is a guy that will always empty the tank in everything he does and he infuses that philosophy into the E Street Band. They'll play for at least three hours every night like it's the last concert they'll ever play. That is showmanship. That is passion. That is the boss. That is Bruce Springsteen. I highly recommend give five stars to Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. We'll be right back after this short break. The law firm of Becker and Lindauer worked tirelessly to make sure drunk and impaired drivers are held responsible for the wreckage they cause. Incredibly, Florida does not mandate that all drivers carry bodily injury liability insurance. As such, Florida has one of the highest uninsured motorist populations in the country. Many drivers carry only minimal coverage, providing only a fraction of the protection needed by those they injure or may. If you or a loved one were injured as a result of negligent conduct of an uninsured or underinsured motorist, the team at Becker and Lindauer can help in making sure your legal rights are protected. With over 45 years of combined experience, call today for a free consultation area code 941-567-6728. Again, 941-567-6728, or visit their website. The link is in the show notes. All right, the scripture that I'm using for this Sunday sermon, when I preach over at Emmanuel United Methodist Church in Bradenton, Florida, 930, once again, 930 Eastern Time, Sunday morning, you can check that out. Again, link is in the show notes, and you can live stream that to their Facebook page. I'm using Psalm 84, and that scripture reads, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, indeed it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself. Where she may lay her young at your altars... O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, happy are those who live in your house, ever singing you praise. Happy are those whose strength is in you and in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be in Zion. O God of hosts, hear my prayers, give ear. O God of Jacob, behold our shield. O God, look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts happy is everyone who trusts in you. When I started putting together this sermon coming up on Sunday, I was actually writing two different sermons. I had two different ideas. And we're going to talk about passionate worship on Sunday. But today, I wanted to focus on what is right with the church. And I'll, I'll tell you the, my reasoning for that. So many times over the years, And I've been one of them. I've heard what's wrong with the church. I've even said what's wrong with the church because there is a statistic that haunts me. And I heard this several years ago. The average person invites someone else to worship once every 38 years. Think about that. The average person in church invites someone else to worship once every 38 years. Now, there are plenty of reasons why that's the case. It's not easy inviting someone to church. It can feel uncomfortable. We don't want others to think we're making assumptions about them. But I think it's also uncomfortable because we've become consumed by what's wrong, even though we, in the church, are the very people who go to church. And I could go on and on about things that are wrong with the church, like when I hear a preacher say something, and I th- can you? Can you believe he had the nerve or she had the nerve to say something like that from the pulpit for crying out loud? And they call themselves a preacher. I've also heard the people are so judgmental there. They only care about themselves and their own problems. The church is full of hypocrites. And there was one time I was talking with a non believer, somebody who ha- did not want anything to do with the church. And she was telling me all of her reasons why. And to be honest, <laughs> some of them. Were very very true, and I just stopped and I said, "Wait a minute, I, I, I've got to, I've got to know something. I'm listening to you here. I, my faith is very important to me. I preach the word, and I just have to ask: if there are so many things wrong with the church, then why are you even interested?" And without missing a beat, she said, "Because it's where I hear Jesus." Hmm. What's right with the church? It's a far more interesting question than what's wrong with the church. We all know what's wrong with the church. We all have examples of what's wrong. A time we've been hurt. A sermon that went too far. On and on it goes. The church is broken because it is filled with broken people. And yet, we listen to the psalmist in Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Blessed are those who sing to the Lord. I would rather be a doorstop in the house of God than live in the land of wickedness. There must be something right with the church. Otherwise, none of us would go. None of us would be interested. The church is the place where people discover the truth that God is on the move, searching in the bushes of life for those who are lost, which to be clear includes each and every one of us, you and me. Sure. We might experience the divine in all sorts of other spaces and places, but it is in church, in worship, where we learn the language to articulate those experiences. It might take one Sunday. It might take a lifetime of Sundays. But at some point, we realize that God is the one who found us, not the other way around. But if you ask me today what's right with the church, my answer would be Jesus Jesus is what's right with the church. It is because of Jesus that we have hope and we have community. And hope and community are rather countercultural words and ideas these days. They may not seem very different, but the world provides us with opposites, doom and isolation. The pandemic has only furthered our division from one another while terrifying us about whatever might come around the corner next while we sequestered ourselves into bubbles but in Jesus we are given hope and community because the church embodies hope and community we call the good news good news because it is in fact good news despite a rather sordid history the church doesn't exist to wag its fingers at Christians for doing certain things or not doing certain things the church exists to tell the truth God Author of the Cosmos, came to dwell among us through the least likely of families in order to teach and live and heal and preach and provide a vision of a new reality that, when push comes to shove, led to our rejection of the truth through the cross. But then Jesus was given back to us three days later, and his resurrection is now our promised resurrection. That truth gives us both the courage and the conviction to not live for ourselves but for the sake of others. When we consider God's humility for us, it starts to change the way we see and interact with each other. We start to do all sorts of strange things like give away food to people who are hungry and provide friendships to the lonely and hope to the hopeless. The church can be and is the place for life-altering blessings because the church is Jesus' way. It's it, it's Jesus Christ's body for the world. We today have the blessed and remarkable opportunity to be what we've always been called to be, different. We, the church, model God's future in the present. We don't see one another through the lens of cultural controversies, but instead through the mercy, grace, and love of God. We can do this because we have the scriptures and the songs and the psalms and even the sermons that do not exist as a brief reprieve from the harsh realities of life, but instead, they make our lives intelligible in the first place. In short, the church is called to be a community of ordinary virtues. That is, we live by grace. Thus, we are not just a group of people who get together for an hour once a week who happen to believe in love and peace and liberation or any other abstraction. Instead, we are a complicated people complicated by a complicated story of a young Jesus from Nazareth who lived taught suffered died and rose for us and for the world church contrary to how we might imagine it is not a noun it is a verb church is something we do and it is something done to us what's right with the church in spite of all its weaknesses and shortcomings it is the church where we get to hear Jesus remind us about the love of God that refuses to let us go about the waves of mercy that never stop coming, about the grace to flourish into who God has called us to be. This is the place where we hear Jesus tell us the things we need to hear most of all. You have value. You have worth. You are more than your mistakes. You are forgiven. So to those of you who love the church, make more room for it. Bring to it your best and highest devotion. Pray fervently for its renewal. And commitment toward being Christ's body in the world in short love because you are loved and to those of you who are still unsure about the church we're not yet what we can be without you you heard me right we are not yet what we can be without you help us make the church better encourage us to open our eyes to the ways in which God is living and moving and speaking so that we can really be the church God is calling us to be how lovely is the dwelling place of the Lord of hosts my soul longs indeed it faints for the courts of the Lord my heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God because this is where we hear Jesus offered to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen rolling along on Soul Ramblings podcast, cracking open another beer, and looking at some good news this week. Good news, everyone. Today's good news comes to us from WebMD. Back in March 2021, 34% of Americans reported being unlikely to take the COVID-19 vaccine. A new poll has demonstrated that the rise of the Delta variant combined with increased research, vaccine research and FDA approval is successfully making the American public more comfortable with the COVID-19 vaccine. According to the poll, the number of respondents unlikely to take the vaccine has dropped to 20%. That is good news. The number of parents opting to vaccinate their children has also risen. 68% say they plan to, or have already, vaccinated their children. That number was 56% just two weeks ago. The poll also noted that 70% of respondents approve of the use of masks in school, and 57% support vaccine requirements by their employers. Research continues to support vaccines as the most effective way to protect yourself and those you interact with from contracting a severe case of COVID-19 this poll is an encouraging sign that increased research public outreach and demonstrated lower death rates among vaccinated individuals are making more americans comfortable enough to take their vaccine and that is this week's good news story on soul rambling's podcast and as i read about this i was actually stunned when i read about this that there was this uh, in okinawa there was this fire at an iconic castle there the main building of the 500-year-old World Heritage Site burned to ashes in the early hours of October 31, 2019. From what I understand, it was a magnificent structure, it was a world landmark, and many of the local residents were devastated by the destruction of the castle. And as I read about that, and I did feel sad that such an important historical site had been destroyed, and an overnight fire, the reading from Matthew 6:21 came to mind. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. No matter how much wealth or how many assets we have, they do not last forever. It is more important to build treasures of faith. They cannot be taken away from us. And today's quoted verse reminds us that our treasures reflect what is in our hearts. Matthew 621 is especially comforting in challenging times like the COVID-19 pandemic. Healthcare workers fight valiantly to save lives, and many people are finding ways to help however they can. These people are building treasures that will forever be imprinted on the minds and hearts of so many people. Hey, I invite you to head over to our Facebook page. We've got a link in the show notes. Also, Instagram, you can connect with us, get social with us, either on Facebook or Instagram. You can also check out our blog. It is soulramblingspodcast.wordpress.com or shoot us an email, soulramblingspodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today and give you this last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness, and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. I'm Jerry Wicker. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. Until next Wednesday on the Soul Ramblings podcast, grace, peace, cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.